Hello, my friends. Um, over these last weeks and months, uh, I've been reflecting on what the Lord might be saying about the kind of church that he wants to come out of lockdown, to come out of these, these days. And one of the questions I've been asking myself, and I've mentioned it already, uh, is um, what would I have done differently as a leader um, of my church um, if I'd known this was going to happen? And the two questions are very similar. And uh, I want to just give a little stab at an answer at the moment. And uh, to put it all in a nutshell, Jesus gave us, he left us with a great commandment, a new commandment, and a great commission. Three pillars, three things. The great commandment that we love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind and strength. The new commandment, uh, which he said twice in John's gospel, in John 14 and John 15, that we love one another as he loves us. And the great commission which he gave uh, in Mark, Matthew 28, uh, as he was about to ascend to heaven, um, uh, he says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, to every people group and make disciples of every people group, uh, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son and Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And I suspect that in those three, two commandments, one commission is everything we need to know about what kind of church it is that our God, that our Lord, that our King, that our Father, that our Saviour wants to see coming out of lockdown. So how do we put flesh on this? What does this mean? It means that we be, that we be a church of love, grace and mercy and compassion because he is full of love, grace, mercy and compassion. What does that mean? To love as he loves us, to love others, to love him and to love others. Um, and that's not a feeling that's beyond a feeling. That's a commitment. That's a I, I, I set my life to, I set myself to, to walk beside you. That's a commitment to do that to others, to be a people of grace. What does it mean to be a people of grace? That means to be non-judgmental. Uh, that means to understand that we have received grace uh, which we didn't deserve that he didn't give us what we deserved. He gave us what we didn't deserve. He gave us more than we could ever deserve. And it's to show grace to others, to freely forgive, to give a second chance and a third chance and a fourth chance and a fifth chance. Uh, we stop loving people the moment God stops loving them. And the last time I checked in with him, it wasn't like he didn't seem very likely to stop. Uh, to be a church of mercy, that's very linked with grace. Uh, mercy is, is, about, is about letting go of stuff, letting go of stuff that we would hold against others and, and letting them off the hook when they don't deserve it, letting them off the hook and compassion. It's having his compassion. His compassion for us is what he wants us to have 
for one another and for the world around. And, and that means to care deeply. Compassion, um, when, when the scripture says, when the gospel say Jesus had compassion, the Greek word literally means a tearing of the guts of the intestines. It's, it's not feeling sorry for. It's, oh, this, I feel what you feel. I feel it as you feel it. To be also a church that loves the truth. Jesus was full of grace and truth and truth is important if there's one thing one of the things I've realized in the last months it's that we I wish I'd done a better job at proclaiming the truths the great doctrines of scripture Jesus said you will know the truth and the truth will set you free now that's so much more than the truth about me the truth about us First of all, he is the truth. It's knowing him. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And he is the truth. So it's knowing him as the truth. But it's also knowing the great doctrines of our faith as truth, of who he is, to, to understand, to get revelation of his majesty and his glory and his, his amazingness, if there's such a word, and to be captivated by great doctrine. We've been sometimes, in my section of the church, been sometimes afraid of going a bit heavy in case we lose people. Well, you know what? The doctrines of his love and his mercy and the cross and resurrection and his his purposes in the world and the nature of his love they never get old and we need to find ways of bringing them to life and and do you know it's that we get set free when we find the truth of who he is when we realize the truth of who he is we begin to understand only then the truth of who we are in him who he has made us how he sees us. Then uh, to be a church that obeys the Great Commission and something I've realised just in, in recently afresh is where Jesus says, teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. Often I thought that means teaching them everything I have commanded you. And it's so much more than that. It's not teaching people to obey it's not teaching people what he has commanded us it's teaching people to obey teaching one another to obey everything that he has commanded you know the christian life is not an intellectual or mental ascent or even a mo an emotional yeah this this gels with me it's a life of obedience to his commandments and the reason obedience sets us free is his commandments are good. His commandments are not burdensome. You know, we, I've, I've, I've often thought of the, 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 the Ten Commandments, the Old Testament law as, oh my goodness, that's the law, that's legalism, that's you shall not, you shall not, you shall not. You know, the people of Israel, when they received the commandments, they didn't think, oh my goodness, this is really heavy. When, when the commandment came, you will have a Sabbath, he was saying it to a people who had been slaves, who didn't have a Sabbath. It was good news to them. 
we get a day off. When he said, thou shalt not murder, you shall not murder. It was to a people who had been murdered as slaves, who had been mistreated. Those commandments were, 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 were great news for the people of Israel. And his law is perfect. His law is good for us because he loves us. So we need, we need to understand that how do we how do we help people to obey? Well, I'm not sure it happens at, in a Sunday sermon. I think it happens in relationships. I think it happens in life. And I think it happens, frankly, when we as leaders model it. And I need to model it a bit better than I have been. And um, I've been challenged by what Paul said. Um, he, he said, um, follow me as I follow Christ. And whenever I hear that, I think, oh, no, don't follow me as I don't follow Christ very well. And the challenge is to follow Christ better in my praying and in my reading and in my living and in my kindness. We, he wants us to be a church that prays and loves his word individually and corporately. A church that prays together stays together. I've taken that, nicked it and changed it a little bit. Uh, a church, I'll go quickly now, a church uh, that loves his presence, that loves his presence and recognising that his presence isn't just in the meeting, but he says in the Great Commission, as you know, as you go, I am with you. I will go with you. I will be with you to the very end of the age. A church that prophetically and compassionately challenges the culture. I think we've spent too much time the last years trying to be attractive to the culture and blend into the culture. There are things we've realised about our culture that are not good. And God is wanting a church that, that not in judgment, not in condemnation, not in a critical spirit, but prophetically and compassionately says, hey, hey, there's a better way to live than this. And we're not going to wag our finger at you. We're going to show you. We're going to live this alternative way before you and encourage you to do the same. A church I come into land that exudes generosity in every way. We follow a God who has been incredibly generous to us in every way. And let us be a church of generosity, not just with our money, with our time, generosity in our hearts, that we think the best, that we go the second mile, that we, we love extraordinarily, extravagantly. A church, in other words, that is like Jesus. That's the dream. How we do it? is for another take heart. God bless you.